Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I think real estate is pretty bulletproof as far as you don't have to be a genius. Like in the tech world to make money, you got to be pretty smart. Real estate, you just have to be patient and you got to save up some money, invest it in it. And it just seems to always work out if you pick good locations. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Dustin Hendrickson. Dustin is joining us from Brookings, South Dakota. He's the president of Mailbox Money Estate, which focuses on land deals that primarily result in multifamily projects. He's currently a GP of 888 units and also an LP on 2,034 units. Dustin, can you give us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? I sure can. Thanks for having me on here. Welcome to the best ever podcast. My background was in construction mainly at first, and then I started slowly developing duplexes. The first one I did, I lived in half of it, rented the other half out, and we started doing more and more duplexes, scaled it up, started doing 10, 20, 30-unit stuff, mixed-use buildings, historical buildings, 
And then I just ran into a wall and I figured it has to be easier than this. And then that's when I found the syndication model and I learned how to scale to the syndication model. And now we apply that model to the developments that we do. And now we do 150 units rather than 30 units. Gotcha. So reading between the lines here, you go looking for land to put apartments on now. You raise capital possibly to acquire the land, but also to build on it. You GC or have your hands deep in the construction of the apartments, which you then own with your partners. Is that all correct? Except for that I don't GC anymore. Now I bring in a partner to GC because GC is a lot of day-to-day work and I wanted to concentrate on the future, the work where it's not an emergency, you get it the proactive work. So I have a lot of experience GCing and I help with all the design process through the GC process. I understand the GC process. So it's easier for me to work with another GC if you understand that. So I don't GC, but I really understand the GC process. I have a bunch of questions here, Dustin. The first one though is explain to us how you make it worthwhile or why it's worthwhile to go through the process of finding the land and developing it instead of building or purchasing existing apartment inventory. Because the value you can add by coming up with a vision or a plan on the new land is so much more than the value you can add by buying the real estate that's existing. Now, once in a while, you'll do get a really good off-market deal on value add, and that's really hard to compete with, but those are just so hard to find. Usually, you're paying market value. And when you pay market value for land and build on it, you create a ton of value. So the value is in more of the creating and not finding the value. And I say a lot of times when you find an undermarket deal, you're just actually taking equity from the person that's selling you the deal that doesn't really understand how to get more money for the deal. So when we go in, we can pay full market value for the land, pay everyone full market value for their work, and we still have a huge upside on the back end. So everybody wins in the development space. We're not coming in and taking anything over. That's a dog that we're adding management to or anything like that. We're just taking raw land, putting a really good idea on it, and you can pick the best land and you can pick the best product. And that's the biggest difference when you go and buy something existing, primarily People are not going to sell you their best asset. They're going to sell you their worst asset first. I'd like to put some numbers behind this. Knowing that you syndicate, let's do this in terms of overall value creation and without speaking to any specific capital raises that may or may not be going on right now, the types of returns that you offer investors, as well as those general global returns. Well, in my area, if you buy a value add, which is very unheard of here, it's hard to get any inventory here on the market, but just say you buy a value add project here, you're probably going to get 10 to 15%. When you do a new development, you're probably going to get anywhere from 15 to 30%. Percent of what? IRR over a five-year period of your initial, when you purchase the deal after five years, there's lesser value to be had. And so the return drops down to more of a 10% appreciation type return. Gotcha. So you're developing targeting the five-year hold period. Is that five years of lucrative operation or is that five years from acquisition of land? In a five-year value add, 
You get the five year, the income's coming in immediately. The five year period is the same as when we buy the land and we don't have income for a year and a half. Roughly the five year period is about the same because there's a ton of forced appreciation right when you bring it on the market in the first roughly two years when you're pumping the rents up from when you first bring it onto market. Gotcha. When did you start doing these land deals? 2003. 2003. Gotcha. So if we could avoid the volatility of the last couple of years, I'd like to ask you for examples on deals that you were doing before then. The property values, the numbers will be off, but I imagine it'll be easier to reflect returns available in 2023 if we avoid properties that you owned in 2020, 21, and 22. So you're saying how much is the property valued before the big boom that we had? Yeah. Give us a couple of examples from before the boom of what you found, what you bought it for, what you built on it, how much that cost, and then what it sold for five years later. Okay. So I actually don't sell any of my new developments or I haven't. I've just sold my smaller single family stuff or my duplexes, any commercial grade asset that I developed, I haven't actually sold yet. So I don't know, but I have refinanced some of them. 2015, we took old gross foot clinic and a couple other buildings that are supposedly haunted and they were always run down. We raised those, put in a mixed use building, commercial on the main floor, and then two stories of apartments above that ended up being 24 residential units and six commercial bays. We built that for roughly 2.2 million, roughly. And five years later, it's worth 3.2 million, roughly, was I think our last valuation. So everything built back in 2015 was smaller. That's like, that's only a 30 unit project. So I didn't build anything that 150 units, but the numbers do seem to extrapolate very evenly. Almost everything that we've built has been in that 20% IRR or higher over a five-year period from the time we started developing prior to the big numbers that we saw in the boom of 2021. Yeah. And with you calling it an IRR, is that you refinancing your capital partners out of the deal and keeping ownership of the asset yourself? No, I refinance back to the capital partners. They're still in the deal. I'm just saying Uh, overall equity. Everyone's equity, that's what it got, the total amount. And 20% is vague because I wasn't sophisticated enough to keep track of actually where we were. But I know that it's probably greater than 20% according to what we had done with that building. Because we pulled a lot of cash out besides just the valuation as well. We bought one other house to build another project on, and then we built two other 12plexes with that cash from that project. Dustin, what's the most difficult part of this investing strategy? There is actually no strategy. It's more of a vision. It's more of an art. It's more of a talent. You have to constantly be on the up and up. Like, what are the trends? What do people want? Because if you go in there and build a bad building, you design a gross building or whatever, and you put it in the wrong spot, then you're going to be hurting. If you do a nice new building in a great location that everyone wants to live in, it's going to be super easy. But there's no handbook that you can go and you can actually understand, well, what's a good location? You just have to understand intrinsically and just in your mind, what is a good location? You have to have a lot of experience knowing what people want, 
So I'd say the biggest difference is being a developer is more of an art. So not only do you have to have all the data behind just like a syndication, but then you also have to have an artist on your crew that understands all these nuances. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Which component of your deals have you made the most mistakes on? Probably selections selections, putting in too nice of stuff. So I learned where that median is. If you put in too nice of stuff, your building doesn't make money because you can't get the rents up quite enough to pay for it. If you go too low of stuff in a good location, the rents will never justify it. And you're leaving a lot of low hanging fruit. You can add quartz countertops, get an extra hundred bucks a month for that unit, but it only costs you 10 bucks but you got to know where to add that stuff. That was my biggest mistake was over building properties. So I really like high quality stuff. So when I first got started, I put in too much nice stuff, fireplaces, all that stuff. I've learned that you want the least amount of maintenance, but a high end finish, but not too high end of a finish. So there's an art to that too, because it changes with your location. For our listeners who may be interested in looking into doing what you do, where would you say that they need to get started? I say start on a small project first, because say if you have a duplex, you can make all the mistakes in the world on the duplex. It'll never bankrupt you or it'll never actually sink you. You can bring in some money over here. You can rob Peter to pay Paul on your mistakes, I guess you could say. And then you learn how to slowly do it from there. But just double the project every time, right? So if you do a duplex, maybe the next time you do a fourplex. The next time, maybe you do an eight plex. Next time, maybe you do a 20 plex. Next time, maybe you do a 50 plex. You can start scaling, but you shouldn't just go and do a duplex and then do a 150 unit building because the duplex is so much different than the 150 unit building. But once you get to say a 30 or 50 plex, those are pretty much going to be the same units as a 150 unit building. You're kind of dealing with the same economics. Gotcha. Start small, learn, build from there. Not necessarily an investment type where you want to dive into the big stuff first. No, you don't want to do that. The other way would just go get a development team. The problem with that, though, is you don't really learn when you're just watching the guy never make any mistakes because he's been doing it for 40 years. So it's almost an experience-based thing. You need to go make those mistakes for those lessons to sink in. And that's why I recommend starting small because in development, there's so many moving parts. That makes a lot of sense. Dustin, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. What is the best ever book you recently read? The best ever book I recently read, 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Tell us about it. 
just tells you how to interact with certain people. And it tells you that it's more about, you got to understand how that other person feels in the book. It tells you to use that against them as if every deal is a war, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It's more like, do you want to successfully be able to communicate with people? Do you want people to want to be around you? There's all kinds of stuff you do. You show up to the party late and you leave the party early. That way nobody gets sick of your presence. There's all kinds of little things that you can do. And they're the same rules that successful people have used all throughout history. And it goes in and breaks it down using Neapolitan, Machiavelli, all these characters that we hear of throughout history. And it shows you how they actually conquered and the same traits that they used to conquer or the traits that got them defeated still apply today. So it tells you you can't be too cocky, but then you also have to still be confident. It's a really good book on how to communicate people and how to win in relationships, I would say. Well, it is downloading in my Audible account right now. So if you are autistic or ADHD like me, I have those traits. We don't really understand people's emotions and feelings quite as well. And when we read it in philosophy, then we can kind of be like, okay, so this is how I should act when I'm around this person. Because that person won't tell you how you're supposed to act. If they had maybe autism, they might tell you that because they're so blunt. But I've just found that for me, it's really good to understand that stuff. So then I know when I'm dealing with someone, I'm not emotional. They're clearly emotional. Well, how can I bring them down a little bit? That's awesome. What is your best ever way to give back? my best ever way to give back. I love helping anyone in the moment that needs help. That's my favorite way. So when I see someone that needs help, I love helping them. It makes my day. The other way we're doing an autistic thing, like a special ed program at SDSU, a university here. We're trying to help with that because we have an autistic son. So we're kind of close to that. So we try to improve awareness of autism. And a lot of people think that you can't really help it, but what we found is that you reduce the anxiety to a lot of these mental health problems. They don't seem like they're much of a problem anymore. It just seems more like an awkwardness, a social awkwardness rather than an actual health problem. Shout out to South Dakota State University, FCS football national champions, right? Oh yeah. We always had the game Sunday. That's awesome. That was a great atmosphere. Yes. Back to best ever. What is the biggest mistake you've made thus far and the best ever lesson that resulted from it? I would say the biggest mistake I ever made is doing a job with a partner that I didn't like because I was greedy and wanted to do the job. And it was a great lesson because I actually didn't get burned financially, but it was a lot of stress for no reason at all. Absolutely no reason for that to be with this partner that brought so much stress to a deal. And after that, I realized that you have to get along with your partners first and foremost, and you have to have similar philosophies, but also you have to have different personalities with similar life philosophies. On that note, what is your best ever advice? My best ever advice? I would say invest in real estate early and often. And if you can figure out how to do that, if you can figure out how to not get sidetracked by all the other investments. I don't know. I just love real estate and it's always paid me and I've only lost money when I've done really stupid things. If you can afford to hold the real estate for long-term, it's going to be great. And that was my plan. And basically after 40, I don't necessarily have to work. I don't have to do day-to-day work anyway. I need the money eventually, but I'm not reliant on a paycheck anymore. 
And it only took me 20 years through real estate. And I think real estate is pretty bulletproof as far as you don't have to be a genius. Like in the tech world to make money, you got to be pretty smart. Real estate, you just have to be patient and you got to save up some money, invested in it. And it just seems to always work out if you pick good locations. I am in complete agreement there, Dustin. Last question, where can people get in touch with you? Mailboxmoneyre.com. That's my website and it has all the information. It has about our social stuff and our investment portal, our email. You can set up a phone call through Calendly. All that stuff's on there. That link is in the show notes. Dustin, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this episode, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend you know we can add value to through this conversation. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. I'd have the best day ever as well. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and Best Ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the Best Ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access. And you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.